Welcome back to YapCast. In this podcast series, we're going to discuss several topics regarding the affiliate marketing world, as well as share insights, news, and things about YapAds that you may not know. Our second episode is a very special one for us. In fact, we are proud to announce that we are celebrating our fifth anniversary this month. For the YapAds team, this is a really important milestone. During this session, we're going to dive into our five years of greatness by taking a look at the past, where we started, and also having a glimpse into the future. And who better can tell us about YapAds beginnings and its evolution during the past five years than its CEO, Jeroen Rosemeyer, and its CEO, Nelson Chan. Hey guys, nice to have you back. How have you been? Great, great. Thanks for having me back. Thanks. Yeah, uh, good. A five-year anniversary. Uh, it's a great milestone for the company, for us personally, of course, as well, and for the team. I think it's, it's great to celebrate, uh, to look back, and, and just as important, uh, I think more important, looking, uh, looking at the future. But uh, yeah, we're good. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations on your five years, guys. That's a great milestone indeed. And uh, well, I believe that our audience will be interested in knowing more about the story of Yap Ads, how everything started, how you decided to start this business. So maybe Nelson, you can start with telling us a little bit how everything started. Sure. You know, thanks for having us again, like I said. And I think when we think about how things start, it, it almost seems like it was yesterday. Uh, time passes very quickly and, uh, you know, a lot has happened since then. But I guess when I think back of how it started, uh, I think it's almost like what we wanted to achieve and, and what we wanted to do, I guess, with uh, building a company. Um, usually it kind of starts with the dream and the goal. Um, and when you look at how it started, it also uh, helps you look at kind of what's happening around you you know what are the problems around you what are the uh, questions that need to be answered in the industry and i think when we took a look at all of that and what we wanted to you know achieve in the future we kind of broke it down into you know, three elements uh, of a business and uh, and what we wanted to address in the business i think we felt that the market needed um, a company an organization that was more than just a linear business model of network activity. I think uh, we saw it as more um, companies that would survive in the future for the next 5, 10, 15 years were going to be you know, hybrid companies, uh, companies that had a diverse ecosystem uh, between product development, being a performance network, offering data-rich value assets, uh, as well as you know, having your own proprietary technology. Um, this is kind of the combination uh, of elements that we thought that we would begin to build and that was kind of the premise of the whole idea of how we would start. Uh, I think as time passed we realized that uh, there was a lot of you know, intricacies and there was a lot of activity and there was a lot of opportunity in building a, a business with a strong ecosystem. Not only would you be able to create uh, the diversity to be able to handle the ups and downs of uh, a volatile industry, but you would be able to create a, a lot of synergies within the divisions, within the overlapping businesses that uh, made you more self-reliant as an organization, less uh, susceptible to uh, changes within the partners or the verticals or the different country uh, buying behavior. So uh, building an ecosystem definitely became a stronger message within the DNA of our company. I think overall, 
Uh, this translated into a stronger management vision and voice. You know, with the, the background that we have today, you know, we'd have to say that it, it's greatly evolved from what it began. You know, five years ago, we started as uh, a small group of guys that just thought we would build a company together. And now where we are today is is really uh, evolving a lot of our team members to be a part of that management decision and vision. So I think everything started with a goal and a dream. And, and since then, uh, it's been answering and evolving to a lot of the questions that have come up within those uh, five years. Indeed. So you say you you grew up, your, you grew your business um, and uh, your team as well. So you guys are present worldwide. And how can you tell us a bit more? How big is your team? Uh, and like also worldwide, where are you present? We're uh, present in Amsterdam. That's where we have our headquarters. We have an office in Toronto. And we have two offices in China, uh, one in Beijing, one in Guangzhou. Basically, from those offices, we are able to have a really good global coverage uh, in terms of time zones, but also in understanding different cultures. Uh, I think it's difficult coming from the Netherlands, like myself, doing business with Chinese partners. You can do that to a certain level, but uh, I do not speak the language. I'm not familiar with the culture. I'm not familiar with habits in doing business so uh, having a local team there with talented people uh, that that really makes a difference and that's i think the same thing for north america it's the same thing for europe so i think uh, uh, that helps and that really helped us over the past five years to make uh, let's say giant steps in the growth uh, of the company and funny enough uh, in cooperation between the different offices uh, the, the, the different people need to work together Coming from different backgrounds, that works out really well. It also has flexibility from people. Uh, and sometimes when you need to speak to a colleague, you need to do it really late mm -hmm. at night or you need to put your alarm really early uh, in order to be able to speak to someone if needed. Uh, but I think in, uh, when it comes to serving clients from different time zones, I think that's really that's, yeah, that's That's really one, of your, one of your strengths, you would say. Yeah, I think that's one of the strengths. Uh, it also sometimes... Uh, has a disadvantage. I can also imagine that having everybody from the company at the same location, in the same room, uh, sometimes can also make things more easy. But I think in general, uh, the advantages of having global coverage is a lot more than uh, eventually being at one location. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and especially now, well, everybody, mo or most people are working remotely anyway, so... We were already used to it, yeah. yeah uh, people are used to re working remote with colleagues, that's correct, yeah, that's correct. Right, yeah. so you were one step ahead of the others, <laughs> that's great. Okay, well then, I want to ask another question, because that's a very interesting part of your... Uh, business but it's more how you define your company because you say uh, that your mo your motto says building for greatness uh, what does greatness mean to you Nelson well, I mean I'm sure it means something to me and, and versus what it means to you Rune, but I think we can agree on some you know overlapping principles that uh, I think first and foremost when you see what's happening in the industry and when you see the struggles that happen with different partners. Um, this industry, uh, technology is important and obviously, you know, having good product is important, but I think when it comes to the core values, uh, first and foremost, building people, building a strong team, building a trustworthy uh, company is, is definitely going to be an important part of the, 
the branding. Um, you know, the people are what make it unique and what make it uh, special uh, to work with. And, and it sounds uh, very vague in terms of saying special, but it really can mean a lot of things. You know, the unique talents, the backgrounds, the experiences, the thought process, the worldwide uh, global coverage gives us global perspective. It also gives us global knowledge. We can see patterns and changes happen between continent to continent. It gives us almost that um, global perspective to be able to take wins and losses and address them in different parts of the world. You know, with wins, you can see that this is working here in one part of the, the world. You can replicate it in another part of the world. If it's a loss, you can see how it was solved in, in one part of the world. You can replicate the solution to pre prepare uh, for other offices in other parts of the world. So. People definitely, first and foremost, um, that of course leads to cultivating you know, an important company culture, you know, the culture of knowledge sharing, the culture of personal development. I think many times companies uh, put uh, their team members into kind of a, a framework where they're driven to perform. And that is of course important, you know, performance, productivity, that's of course, uh, you know, something that is a measure of uh, success to a certain degree. But um, knowledge sharing is more important, I think, and, and I think uh, knowledge sharing is what keeps us alive in this industry. Our industry changes very frequently. Um, there is constantly reinventing our book of business, our uh, portfolio, <clears throat> and of course, our knowledge base. You know, technology is becoming more advanced. Advertisers are becoming more critical uh, for quality. And so they should be, and thus uh, our traffic partners need to update uh, a lot of their understanding as well in order to stay relevant within the space. I think that all ties into, you know, over a period of time, uh, making these changes and evolving our team members, it, it architects an organization that uh, hopefully we don't just you know, cross-pollinate information within a sales team from, let's say, one role to another role, but sharing information from one division to another division. What we see in the market, we can teach our internal divisions that are doing other things like technology development, feature builds, tracking, product development. So there's a lot of you know, importance in sharing that information. And, and again, when we do that, uh, our team members become more senior, they become more experienced, and it helps us uh, have more knowledge to contribute to a better roadmap, you know, building and promoting team members to management level allows us to get just a better well-rounded um, leadership and thought process as a team. So I think everything from the company's process, the company's you know, product and, and business activity to the company's people and, you know, um, I guess development, it all is about building for a greater performance and a greater evolution and a greater understanding so i guess that's how i would see it and, and i'm sure Jeroen has his thoughts as well yeah if, if for me greatness is you know i think a few things are important in the dna of a company when i talk about building for greatness eh, for sure that's the eagerness in the company the eagerness in the people eh, to win eh, to be competitive to be on top of things so there's basically a big drive uh, amongst people to be successful it's also uh, daring to be different, uh, daring to be different in, in how we approach things, how we deal with clients, how we solve certain topics, how we do our business development. 
Uh, it's also about challenging the status quo. And eventually, of course, that all the things that we do as a company, we, we do that to one because we want to make, uh, we want to have an impact as a company. We did not start this company five years ago just to be a mediocre affiliate marketing company. No, we wanted to build something uh, with impact. And of course, we're not there yet. Uh, we're five years ahead now. Uh, hopefully, five years from now, uh, we are that company that we are uh, that we really have uh, on our uh, on our vision. But those things combined, that for me, that's greatness uh, in a company. No, I think it's a very strong motto. Yeah. It's a very yeah. strong vision also yeah. that you have, and it conveys this idea. Yeah. yeah. And and you know. It makes understand what kind of people form your team as well. So eagerness, greatness, proactiveness, willing to, to change the status quo. So all very positive and, and strong also uh, yeah. adjectives, I would say. And well, you, you talked uh, now about how you started, about the greatness, about being so multicultural as well. But uh, in all these things and in all these years, what is the most surprising thing that you have experienced? What, what's been most surprising about the journey so far, Nelson? Um, I mean, I think there's been a lot of surprises. And, you know, as much as we might have all had experience in the industry uh, before, and, and there is a lot of experience <laughs> within the management group that, that started the project, I think everything has been a surprise. You know, it's been a surprise uh, when things didn't go well. It's been a surprise when things... Uh, went faster than we expected, went better than we expected. Um, I think it, it all boils down to a couple of you know, experiences for me personally. I mean, I was very surprised um, to know that, you know, team development uh, was different for me. You know, I've uh, run and managed different companies before and um, we were always striving for automation. We were always striving for efficiencies. Um, and we tried to replicate that approach in the beginning and, and realized that, um, you know, sometimes you have to slow things down, you know, in the past companies, uh, it has always been the traditional growth where you start off as one office, centralized location. And then, of course, you have to go fast, efficient to expand in other countries. Here, we started as already a global marketplace, a global office presence. So we were decentralized and it allowed us to of course, you know, interpret a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of uh, client base right from the start. Um, and so when you're getting things coming in so fast, actually, you have to take the opposite approach and slow things down. You know, you have to train your members more carefully. You have to take more time to communicate to your managers. You might have to go through a few uh, iterations of management technique in each country before you get it right for each team. And so that was definitely a, a surprise uh, during the journey, you know, not going the way that you think it can go, even though you have experience, it doesn't matter. You know, in this industry, even from top to bottom, uh, all levels of, of the role require learning, you know, require evolving, mm -hmm. require communication. Um, and so it, it really put a, a big importance on verbal communication. I think myself and Yarun, I mean, I was really focused on always creating, you know, textual communication, you know, paper trail documentation. That's kind of the background I came from. And Yarun uh, really pushed me to a limit of, of verbal communication during times when <laughs> it might have felt uncomfortable and it might have felt um, a little bit invasive. But I think overall, um, you know, I've always said it to my sales team is that uh, to, to get by and to be better 
uh, and to grow, you know, you have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable scenario. So I had to obviously practice what I was preaching, and that, of course, increased um, our communication as management leaders within the group. And it's needed. I mean, we we both have very different styles of managing, and and they're both valuable and they're very.、Um, Important in creating a more well-rounded perspective and how to lead such a, a big, diverse global group. So,、yeah. communication and verbally was definitely a very key surprise that I that I learned to、uh, respect the importance of、uh, connecting with people both professionally and personally. Of course, I have my ways of doing that,、uh, and so does Yarun on his side. And over the years, our, our styles have obviously kind of become more synergetic to basically. Achieve a better goal globally. We know when to step in and step out of certain conversations. So that's、uh, been another surprise. You know, realistically, a lot of people、um, in senior roles or management roles, they 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 have a you know they have a resume, they have a, an experience level that makes us believe that that's the way we should do things because this is what's gotten us so far. I think you know the humility aspect of what we talked about in the last. Um, Yepcast is really, you know, it, it, it's true to the core, down to you know even ourselves. We have to, you know, have that humble mindset even at the management level to be able to appreciate other high-level techniques,、uh, and they're very useful in negotiation, in training,、um, you know, in, in reconciling uh, disputes uh, on, on different levels.、Um, so that you know, communication and importance on the personal and professional level. Was definitely a, a you know a healthy surprise,、um, and so、it really、uh, it really say, helped. We can say that Jeroen it pushed you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and, and、yeah. I think I think we both、um, had different ways of doing things. You know, my my background comes from a different type of、uh, internet marketing, and and obviously it creates different style of、um, possibly you know aggression for sales tactics.、Um, And I think、uh, you know the how do they say it? I, you know the fire in the water. You need the both to balance each other out. I would say that you know your ruin definitely balances is me out as a as a manager and as obviously as the company is really、uh, a solid foundation to to help bring that to、uh, to kind of the overall team as well. Yeah. Well, Yarun, what, what about you? What did surprise you in, in this journey the most? Because I guess for you also, you had many surprises, right? Nah,、uh, there, there is there is there is two things that I found really remarkable or surprised me in in a way. Because like Nelson pointed out, and I, I fully agree with just the summary he gave about the past five years and the things、uh, and a lot of things that surprised us in common. I think it's, it's it's two things. It's basically the speed where you can ramp up activities or build up new activities, but also that also has a disadvantage. I think I also pointed it out in the previous point,、uh, podcast is that the speed where sometimes things can go down. So you always need to be alert. You always need to be on top of the game. You always need to take actions, constantly taking actions in order to be able also to ride on on the next wave.、Uh, so basically, the business development. The importance of that, and as long as you keep on doing that, then by the time that something drops off, you already developed、uh, something new.、Uh, but that 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 speed of going up and down—that's something that that surprised me of this industry. But、uh, in general, I would say it enables you always,、uh, as long as you do it in time,、uh, to create new opportunities. 
Also, I really, uh, was really surprised by the number of, let's say, young and talented people uh, you have in this industry. Uh, a lot of our, uh, let's say, traffic partners are, in most cases, entrepreneurs. They start at a fairly young age. They take a risk of uh, spending all their saving money in buying media. They need to rely on a company they're going to start work with, uh, where they're uh, in the beginning not familiar with, uh, that that company uh, that can be uh, miles away uh, is eventually going to pay them. Uh, so reputation is, of course, super important in this industry. And then uh, those young people being able from a one-man show becoming a real company that makes impact and those people that uh, sometimes are only at the age of let's say 25 to 30 so fairly young uh, with a lot of guts and a lot of intelligence and i've seen over the past years a lot of those people uh, of course you know it's always the exceptions that uh, really uh, step up but uh, in general i think uh, there is a lot of young talent in this industry and i was also really surprised by that and in addition because i i, I forget almost the most important things <laughs> uh, I, I see of course the same in our company because i also see fairly young people taking big responsibilities in our company but also being able to carry those responsibilities and there to take risks and, and also people at a fairly young age uh, in our company. I see the same talents there. And I think that's, that, is, that was surprising for me that people have, uh, uh, if, if you're like 25 or 30, that you're already being able to achieve uh, uh, certain goals. No, and uh, I think that's, that's pretty impressive. And so in if yeah. we are to talk no, right now, we're talking about the story of the iPads. And every time we tell a story, we also like to go a bit back in time and think, you know, when you especially touch, you, you get to a certain milestone, then at that point you like to look back and, and think, you know, what we could have done differently. But also, let's say you talked to yourself five years ago, what piece of advice would you give yourself, Nelson? I mean, I definitely would... Uh... I would look at my pace, you know, my pace of, of work would definitely uh, have been uh, an advice I would say needed to be given. Um, when it comes to patience, I think patience is always a part of the, the DNA of management style, but I think patience in different scenarios, which uh, needs to be brought in when to exercise that patience. Um, usually we just looked at it from how long it takes to develop an opportunity or a new sales team member. But I think we have to also look at it even from a bigger scale of just how to achieve the goals for a company. You know, we always look at it from a framework of months and quarters and years. Uh, but sometimes it can take a little bit longer. You know, it can take a little longer to develop a new technology. It can take a little bit longer to release a new feature. It can take a little bit longer to, um, to achieve a certain success in a vertical with clients. Uh, you know, the framework used to be you approach uh, a potential partner and within a few weeks to a month and you would have some business up and running and that was the fast-paced the process that we would expect and learn to understand to appreciate um, but now as e-commerce is becoming more of a legitimate discipline globally worldwide it's no longer a division between e-commerce and commerce it's just commerce and as commerce there is due process there is time frame there is understanding that needs to be accounted for so the the pace of when which you do something um, and the patience for that uh, needs to be extended to kind of a longer opportunity 
um, you know, and it affects the, the persistence, you know, because we were used to short sales cycles and a lot of volatility, um, we realized that uh, you, you would just try for a certain period of time to achieve an opportunity. Um, now you have to try almost uh, years you know, and decades to try to achieve an actual uh, goal of mastering a vertical or building a certain company. Um, the era where companies were creating and selling their organizations within a three to five year horizon, uh, I don't think that exists anymore. I mean, that's, that's you know, potentially there for a few companies in the future. But I think when it comes to the proper journey and, and where we stand and, and how we've been uh, building, I think we need to uh, keep our persistence going for kind of a longer horizon to get to the stable uh, goal and greatness that we're looking for. So that's probably what I would say to myself, uh, you know, five years ago to, yeah. to be mentally prepared for that. Oh, definitely that's really interesting and then I'm curious now to know what Yorun would tell to the Yorun of five years ago <laughs> now I think if I learned uh, I learned a lot of course uh, luckily as well over the past five years but I also learned that you know things are never as bad as they seem in the beginning uh, but they're also not as good as you often think and I think that's a lesson that I experienced many times during the past five years. And I think that's, that's basically, if I need to mention uh, one thing, uh, this is one of the things amongst a lot of other things, of course, that I learned and uh, I would advise myself uh, if I uh, would be able to go five yeah, years no, uh, back in time. That's really yeah. true. You realize that you always think about the worst case scenario and then thank thankfully you don't get there, but also the best case scenario, sometimes you don't know either. Yeah, of course. We uh, we also discussed uh, a lot of uh, opportunities that we thought, whoa, uh, now now we found the new gold, and then it then it turned out uh, to be different. Uh, so basically, in my uh, I'm also more realistic and and, and maybe mm -hmm. a little bit conservative in, in expectations, but in in, the, in general, this this is what it comes down to. And that's yeah. maybe also where the surprise comes from, because those things that you were expecting would work didn't, but then other things that you were not expecting would work actually did. So that's that's one of also the surprises and, and the learnings. Yeah. Oh. And and yeah, for sure. Continuing for sure. with you now, yeah. uh, Jeroen, and then we'll go back to Nelson. Now yes, for you sure. said what you would like to tell yourself five years ago, yeah. but if we now want to look at the future, where do you see Yepeds in five years? I hope, and that's where we uh, we work hard on with the whole team, that we really become, a, 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 let's say, a global household name in performance marketing. Uh, uh, at that time, we are uh, at 10 years in the space, and I really hope that uh, though we're 10 years in the States, and if we reach that level again, and, and, and that's the ambition, uh, that people uh, in the market will still see us as the challenger in the market and, and not as just as an established company, which is already in the space for 10 years, but we still, uh, we people still see us as the company, company with the same eagerness and the will uh, to win as we basically already had from the start. Uh, and hopefully we are still surrounded with the same group of people, talented people that we work with at the moment. Hopefully uh, a lot of the partners that we've been working with for five years are also there five years from now. Probably we, we have uh, more people in the company uh, in order to enable ourselves to keep on growing. But like I uh, pointed out uh, earlier in this, uh, in this podcast, we 
really want to build a company uh, that makes impact and I want uh, YEP uh, to be that company for sure five years from now. I think we already make impact, uh, but that can all, uh, always be bigger and better. So that's that's basically how I see the, five, the upcoming five years and that YEP Ads is really a brand. Uh, when you think about performance marketing, you think about YEP Ads. And you, Nelson, what do you see in the future? I mean, I think even within the within these last five years, I, I always imagined something one way, and now it's it's definitely you know evolved and changed. I, I imagined us to be kind of a reliable company, like Arun mentioned, you know, a household name. Um, and part of that was the mindset of oh, maybe we're the last company standing. You know, we're the company that just survives the longest, um, and that's something that's really important for stability and for reliability. Uh, and, and nowadays, I actually kind of change my outlook and, and I think more, you know, I'd like to be, you know, a company and be a part of a company that is staying relevant. And then like Rune says, pushing the pace, you know, pushing the innovation, pushing the relevance of the activity that we're doing, not just on the day-to-day partnership level, but also on, a, on an organizational level, you know, making partnerships, you know, merging with other organizations that push the business forward, that bring value to the, the global space of e-commerce. And through that, you know, hopefully we become, um, you know, more respected because relevance is important. I mean, as we get new members and we've gotten a lot of great team members from a lot of great company experiences and I hear their journey and their story and some of them are short-lived and some of them have been super amazing scale within a short period of time. I'm still amazed by the achievements of some of these um, other companies that are you know, surrounding us that might be a little bit newer. And then it shows me a lot of things. It opens my eyes that there's always opportunities to to grow. And as much as time can pass and we can achieve uh, good, uh, solid results, I mean, it just means that there's a lot of activity that we still have not discovered yet. And uh, and to be respected isn't just about you know how big the company is or how many people we have. I think I mean it more so in the you know respected for what the company can do. You know, in the sense of it can always survive. It can always adapt. Uh, the team members stay for a long time and evolve and, and get promoted within the company and, and really respect the process of what we can uh, constantly you know, evolve and modify to, to make it truly a better company inside and out uh, for all the surrounding partners as well as the internal team members. So I think that's what I, I really hope to achieve. And, and I think if we can live within that process, whatever it looks like in five years, or, you know, however it is, uh, relevant in the industry, um, I can live with that. You know, that process uh, will take us to wherever we're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, it seems like that the next five years are very promising and I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. Well, again, guys, congratulations for thank you. these thank first you. milestone and thank you for telling us a bit more about Yepet's story and how you guys... Uh, come here to the market, came here to the market and made it till today and becoming every year more and more successful. Thanks again, Nelson and Jeroen. Well, I wish you a very nice day and I thank everybody for always following us and listening to our second episode of the Yapcast. Stay tuned for the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.